Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of the PB Podcast. Now, before we get into the topics I will be talking about today, I would like to talk about two things. First is how we made a little mistake on our first podcast episode, specifically the Spotify version. We forgot to include an entire news segment, specifically the Venezuela news segment. Now, that mistake has been fixed, but I'll be summarizing the news segment either way. What's going on in Venezuela right now, you must be wondering? Well, there's been very high inflation, up to 1.5 million percent. And it's supposedly being caused by the current president known as Maduro. He might be replaced by another president known as Guadio, but there are many countries supporting this decision. Countries such as Sweden, Norway, Switzerland, and the USA. And secondly, we'd like to announce that we're changing our media format from newspaper to podcast as we were strictly a newspaper club but now we're going to be focusing only on podcasts you must be wondering why we're doing this well because it's newspapers are less accessible than podcasts of course you can read the news online but we're not posting our newspapers online as they're just as we're printing it out for the school but if we're a podcast then we're much more accessible as we're on spotify and itunes podcast so that's why we made the switch now, with all that on the side, let's get right into the news. Welcome back, everybody, to the news section. And in today's news, we have a little more sadder news. NASA has declared that the Opportunity Mars rover, known as OPI, has died on the February the 13th. OPI went silent for more than eight months during a raging dust storm on Mars. And after a day of calling, the final calls to wake up Oppie unanswered. Oppie's mission was still complete as it roamed Martian surface for nearly a decade and a half, covering a lot of ground and finding evidence that Mars once had large bodies of water. Due to Oppie and Spirit, now Spirit is another robot that was sent around the same time as Oppie. Due to their discoveries, they helped make Mars a more familiar place. Scientist uh, John Callis would even go as far to say as, quote, when we say our world, we're no longer just talking about Earth. We have to include parts of Mars as well, end quote. Oppie's journey started in the summer of 2003 and landed on Mars in January 2008. Spirit had landed before Oppie in a crater known as Gusev, 14 degrees south of Martian equator, while Oppie landed on the other side of the planet of Gusev. Their missions were to last 90 Earthen days, as they hunt for any signs of past water activity. The reason that NASA sent Oppie and Spirit on the mission is because they had photos in, of, from orbiters Viking 1 and Viking 2 of what appeared to be an ancient river channel, and Oppie, well, it nailed it down. The data provided pointed that what we were looking at wasn't simply a pond, but it could be a kilometer scale body of water. Well, previously, of course. Uh, Spirit had also uncovered that that Crater Gustav had been an ancient hydrothermal system, showing that at least some parts of Mars had both liquid water and energy source that life could tap into. Both Spirit and Oppie kept roving long after their warranties expired. Sadly, Spirit got bogged down in a sand trap in 2010 and couldn't orient itself to catch solar energy during the approaching Martian winter and, well, sadly ended up freezing to death. Oppie, on the other hand, avoided such pitfalls and continued exploring and studying rocks on the rims of other craters. Oppie broke records as it's one of the first rovers to travel 45.16 kilometers on another planet for over a decade. Oppie's death was sadly caused by a dust storm as it was unable to get any solar power 
due to the dust blocking the sun. Uh, and it went into hibernation without enabling the inner heaters, suffering from the same fate as spirit. Well, rest in peace, both spirit and Oppie. You did us really well. Now we know a lot more about Mars thanks to them. So for our next segment, we are talking about a report that has shown that Chinese students have been placed by the government, by the Chinese government, um, to spy on foreign technologies. And uh, yeah, um, if we look at the report, it says that um, Sweden is one um, of the countries on the list. And uh, that, and if we also look at the statistics from the universities, we can also see that um, Chinese students make out the majority of international students. The Swedish Security Service, or SAPO, have been raising a bit of awareness and, then, and they have also started taking contact with these, with these Swedish universities. And yeah, it's basically that. So, okay, so we wanted to raise the question about like the students' privacy. Okay, so we wanted to address if this is actually true or not. Um, Maybe these students are just students and they want to go to Sweden because they believe that we have perhaps um, the education they need and that maybe Sweden is, um, in this case, treating them unfairly just because they are from China. But China does have an ambition to get ahead of the rest of the world when it comes to technology, yeah. especially the West world. So like having spies is one of the methods they can use to keep track of how far other countries have gone. Yeah, so we also invite our guests for this. Um, we have Christina from IV17. Um, what do you think about this situation? Um, I think it's unfair for the Chinese students because I think most of uh, the students are just regular students. But if it happens to be a spy, then I think it's good for the country because I think everybody is like equal when it comes to technology? Well, um, so do you think that this should, should the, uh, like um, the SAPU, for example, um, be able to like keep track on these students, for example, or should there be some kind of um, action taken against this? Or do you think that they are overreacting at this point? I don't think that it is necessary to do it regularly. I mean, it's only about technology. I think China is, Quite but ahead. Still, technology is the future. It's basically. not like only technology. It's a pretty big deal yeah. depending on what technology they're spying on. Yeah, yeah. But I think China is still very ahead in uh, technology. And I don't see the point of making it a kind of a race. Okay. In well, that kind of way, maybe they want to make more money than good for you. Yeah. I think, I don't know it. Maybe it's because I'm Swedish, and I think in a Swedish way that I think that everybody's equal. Um, but I don't know. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So yeah, um, I guess this is the segment. This is the end of the segment. Moving on to the next segment. Hello. So. I am back <laughs> and today I'm not gonna do any shout outs or read love poems or awkward moments. I'm actually gonna talk about two serious topics. Um, maybe it won't be as fun as the previous topic 
but I'm going to talk about Black History Month, BHM, and IWD, International Women's Day. It's a contribution. It wasn't a long time ago. We celebrated these two events, and I wanted to talk about them or raise awareness about it. So, if you don't know what Black History Month is, let me acknowledge you. Black History Month is about giving exposure of our accomplishment and contributions to society to those who are not aware of it. So, dear white people, do not, and again, do not have this idea that blacks are only this barely known mass of people that are ignorant, violent, loud, lazy apes that belong in the jungle because they're not. Black History Month is about strength, the strength that has a sense of pride that proves to the society what we are capable of. BHM, Black History Month, isn't about a slogan that can be posted on any social platform just because you want to post. It's about what our ancestors did. It's about them putting boots on the ground, rolling their sleeves up. And doing the dirty work that dear white people force them to do. The society actually benefits from that sort of thinking that, oh, we can blame it on the black person. But if it is a white person who did such a crime, that person is mentally ill. There's nothing wrong with that person. But if a black person does it, oh, that's a lifetime in jail, baby boo. It's it's sad to think about that, but just to say, when people know better, they do better. So do not inappropriate our culture, thinking that it doesn't affect us. It actually does. And thank you to Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr. and Nelson Mandela for fighting for black people's rights. Because black people are as human as white people. And every ethnicity that is out there. So please again. Do not appropriate our race, culture. And do not underestimate the power of being black. And to IWD, International Women's Day. Well, this day was set to celebrate the achievement and empowerment of women. It's a day where women are recognized without regard of their nationality, ethnicity, culture, economic status, or political views. It's where the world unites to support, inspire, and motivate women globally and on all work fields. There's this Chinese proverbs that goes like this. Women may, may hold up half of the sky. It is particularly true because for the technology world, as women make up half of the total users, despite men taking all the credit, we do hold up half of the sky. So, thank you to Harriet Tupman. Elizabeth Cody Stanton, um, excuse me, um, Betty Fredon and Wangari Muthai for being the leaders 
of feminist figures. And to all other women that have fought for women's right. Thank you. And to end this part, I want to read a poem that Maya Angelou wrote. I won't read all of it, but um, I picked some words. And it goes like this. Um, It's called Phenomenal Woman. And it goes like this. Pretty woman, wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say... It's the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my steps, the curl of my lips. I am a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. So all ladies, women, and baby girls that are out there, remember, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's what you are. So moving on to our review section, we have chosen the Umbrella Academy for this month or this podcast. And if you don't know what that is, then it's a new series on Netflix based on an American comic book written by Gerald Way. And it's about the world's richest man uh, named Reginald Hargreaves, who adopts seven children and raises them into superheroes with superpowers. And... Later on, when they are all grown up and the father is announced dead, they all gather together to figure out what happened to him. And after watching uh, The Umbrella Academy, us in PBN decided that we wanted to include a discussion where we talk about our own opinions and how we felt uh, after watching it. And here with me, I have a fellow member of PBN. And if you want to watch it if you haven't watched it yet and don't want to hear all the spoilers you can skip to the next segment and you can see that in the timestamps so what do we think about the plot i think it's um the plot is very simple when it comes to yeah very basic umbrella academy but uh, it's not really cliche in the way it's executed this time at least um compared to like marvel movie movies Mm -hmm. for example um it has the typical like oh the world is ending kind of plot but also i feel like when we are somehow driven into this plot and also we're kind of we feel bad for the characters or we can we can sympathize with the characters and we can kind of relate to them in how they're feeling and yeah, because it's kind of different how they become superheroes, since they've all, always been that way. Yeah. And it's not like your typical Spider-Man movie. And what do we think about their characters? Are, are, do we have favorites or anything? <laughs> I think the one that I like the most is Klaus. Why? I mean, I agree, but why would you <laughs> th- say that? <laughs> I just think... He is the m- most likable character within the whole show. Um, and even though he has his own problems, we can somehow... We, we see a lot of development when it comes to his um, personality. Mm-hmm. How he's dealing with um, his addiction to drugs, for example. Yeah. And 
yeah, and he how he's kind of excluded from the family, and how he's not really been taken seriously, and things like that. I mean, okay, maybe it's weird, but I also think that Ben is a very good character, even though he's not in the series that yeah. much. I just think that if he was more in this series with everyone else, he would be quite funny and interesting. Even when he's dead now, <laughs> he's kind of fun. Yeah, I think Ben is a, he's a really underrated character because mm-hmm. we see him, but the thing is, we we as we as the viewers only see him and the clouds them, while all the other characters don't see him until like the end. So we get to know him while the characters don't. You know. And is there a character we don't like that much? Um, well, here is where we have like different opinions, yeah. because I do not, I do not like Vanya that much, but you do. Yeah, I think Vanya, she's, I would say the most realistic character in terms of how she's been brought up and how she's been treated within the family, because she isn't um, like extraordinary. Um, She's treated as like, oh, you're normal. You won't understand our problems, and like, yeah, yeah. And she's also been, like Klaus, kind of um, excluded, but like, in th- in this um, case, um, completely. Like, she won't even be. She wa- She wasn't on their missions, for example, when they were children, and she, yeah, she didn't have the same treatment compared to them, for example, and. Yeah, and when she then um, lashes out in the end, I guess, I don't know, for me it was understandable mm-hmm. because she's been feeling this since a, since she was a child and yeah, I just feel like that would be a, like reasonable for a character to do that if they've been treated like that since they were like, I don't know, five? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm just... I don't like that she's this innocent and she's very naive and trusts a lot of weird people. For example, I don't remember. I don't remember his name. Yeah. But like, for example, I don't like how that went because it was kind of cliche, like one person taking advantage of someone who's vulnerable. Yeah. And I don't think it was right for her to get mad at her brothers and sisters because yeah. it was not their fault like it wasn't their fault and then she didn't have to like ruin the whole place down and kill Pogo and everyone and make them miserable also I kind of like I just like Ellen Page overall yeah okay that's so I'm that, that's uh, <laughs> you're different wow <laughs> and I think that's what we have to say about it should we rate this yeah um what do you think? I think it's a 7 out of 10 for me. I would say an 8 out of 10 yeah. for now at least. I'm actually excited if, if they're going to release a second season. I don't know. Yeah, because there's a cliffhanger. Yeah, so thank you for listening to this part. Yes, and moving on to the next part. So today I'm going to ask you some questions about the UN. Um, let's see. So you guys have introduced a new recycle program, or you did, um, on the school. 
and you have been featured in the local news is that correct yes and how did it feel i felt good a little bit weird <laughs> but, but good <laughs> okay that's good um what vision did you have when you created the project for recycling um we wanted basically we just wanted a more environmental friendly school and mm-hmm. we wanted the students to take a bigger responsibility mm-hmm. And do you think students at Paboy are sorting their waste um, out of this building? I hope so. I think they are doing so more now than they were before because uh-huh. now they have, um, yeah, they have the option to do so. Yes. Uh, the future projects, do you have any planned at PB? Uh, no, we don't have any major projects planned. So if you have a suggestion, you are welcome to share it with us. Great. And can you explain in a full picture or just summary how it is being a UN? It is so extremely much fun. Uh-huh. So fun. Um and yeah. We don't it's not that much of like uh responsibility. Mm-hmm. You can just come and then just yeah. talk. Yeah, just talk okay. basically. Um so, from my side of view, I recommend for anybody listening to come and join the UN. Trust me, you'll have a great time as much as we do. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. For the last segment, we're going to go through the memes of the month. And for this month, we have the audio memes we have are the let me in meme. And Yoshi's Island. And for the non-audio memes, we have Will Smith Genie, uh, anti-vax memes, and uh, airport security versus water memes. So that was everything for this month's podcast. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, Bye.